Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don, as usual. And we have returning fan favorites, Leo and John V. And we're going to be talking about our old stomping ground, Something Awful. Uh, Low Tax, the longtime owner and founder of Something Awful, has handed over the reign to some guy. I don't I don't really know the specifics on that. Maybe someone here does. But uh, it's kind of She's the end of an some era. Guy. Yeah. Just some guy? Okay. Yeah, some nerd who posted for a while. <laughs> oh, that's a fitting kind of end, I guess. A, a Yoast Post <laughs> guy. The, the the gaming guy. Like, I think yeah. he's part of that. He loves his computer. Yeah. Gaming. <laughs> yeah. Well, that bodes well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of take a trip down memory lane and uh, look back on our old days of posting on the Something Awful forums and... Uh, I don't know, just kind of look back on that long gone era now. So, yeah. Uh, does anyone have the story on what exactly has been going on with low tax lately? I haven't been really following too closely, but. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, like, uh, the basic thing is there's, like, you know, uh, custody battles, I guess. And, and, uh, I think they said something about him being into drugs or something i don't know so i I, but i want to emphasize at start that like i think it's funny that low tax wasn't able to you know put things together into a thing but like i don't really care as much about the you know him personally being like some sort of you know negative figure or something like that because like most of the internet is like that just random wackos and stuff and random just like not things there seems to be a lot of people that are like really really obsessed about like the nitty-gritty of like looking up all the court documents and stuff and posting all that kind of stuff and uh i feel like that kind of misses part of what's funny about it it's just that like he just uh um it's not that like he's just some bad guy or something it's more that like uh uh it's more that he had like moments of insight that he couldn't follow up on and uh just fell flat after that and just had to like sort of turn that huge opportunity into corralling all these weird people for uh, years and years with no real thing to show for it after that. So, yeah, I mean, at a time when huge amounts of money are flowing around in the sector for no reason, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His, uh, his integrity was what got him in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he refused to sell out and, and get his quick, you know, like, 10 million dollars and uh nobody actually knows what's going on with his personal life like it's the accusation but there's no proof anywhere and there are all these weird like these weird um satellite boards that got launched yeah by, um, yeah just like low tax hating deranged forums, people basically. who hate this guy like i have no idea what he did or didn't do but it's it's weird because like at one point he was a, a genius humorist guy who was making better jokes than anybody on the internet and it it all just kind of slowly wound into nothing yeah and like yeah he sort of turned this like humble enterprise into like the earth and was crushed like atlas it was pretty (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty impressive endeavor all around even in its failure i think yeah and even early on like i mean by early on i mean like the year 2000 2001 he realized that like advertising supported content was not going to be it wasn't going to be a winner for the content producers like you know what i mean like like so all these newspapers that have had to shut down like 90 percent of their staff or stuff or just disappeared he saw that i think ahead of time so then he said it has to be member supported in some way like 
like you know like chapo has ended up doing like you know it has to be something like where or like all these different crowdfunded things he knew it had to be crowdfunded he kind of had that in his mind and then he goes the way that i'm going to do that is make people pay ten dollars for an account and that that it worked like to some limited extent in one case basically but it was such a bad idea otherwise that uh you know he didn't have people on the hook for ongoing subscription or something that like uh he just created this little prison for himself that like yeah. <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't he sell he couldn't himself. do anything he couldn't you know so yeah, yeah. he should have updated the business model then maybe he could have had the money to uh fight these accusations <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and that was the other thing too is that like he had other side kind of projects he tried to do like electronic music or then he just ended up buying like a bunch of guns i guess and like electronic music <laughs> equipment <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I remember it was like 2004, 2005 was one of the first times I got permabanned. And it was because I proposed to him to buy the website from him to turn it into a Maoist cell. And uh, <laughs> I said that I had like uh, funding arranging from like a Saudi prince. And I was like, I had all this like theory that like, anyway, so he was like, okay, you're, you're gone. Basically, <laughs> he's like, you're not, I said, I said, I said look it, eventually you're going to, try to finance another cd or something you're gonna you're gonna need the money so like let's just do this now or something so i don't know uh, it, you know you got to think what could have been if i had bought it then with the saudi princess money or something but yeah i don't know yeah we could have a a, a real mouse tendency in the United States. <laughs> yeah we could have we could have bombed some meatpacking plants by now yeah chairman <laughs> bernie sanders would be leading the revolution in healthcare. Yeah. yeah i don't know but yeah i mean that there was that kind of early ferment of like weird online comedy that was all like it made me think of it like like fat chicks and party hats and stuff like where it's all like uh just bizarre websites that started up in like or style project where it was just like outrage gross out kind of stuff and uh it's it's funny how like it seems like that's almost where the mainstream of our culture is now going going towards like it's stuff mm -hmm. like you know millions of people watching like pimple popper videos and stuff you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's exactly right because you get this weird I don't know it probably started on Usenet or some something I don't know about but you have sure. all these just like random weird websites and people start making weird flash comics and that evolves into like adult swim shows and then that humor goes on to like cbs 25 years later it's like the good place is a, a sanitized <laughs> yeah. version of that that old internet humor <laughs> yeah yeah it really is yeah yeah i think yeah and lotex was the first one to kind of make a generalist website where you just kind of had a repository of all that kind of junk uh that people could kind of talk about and uh but it's funny because then immediately after that, it created this sort of like second degree thing where like, you know, like FYAD and stuff where it's like people making fun of those people kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of like where, you know, I guess the lasting impact kind of stuff has came come from, I guess, in terms of online culture, like the internet, like drill and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I want to shout out the old time writers who are hilarious, like, Aside from low tax himself, you had Fragmaster, who was hilarious. Like if you David if you, Thorpe, if you weren't around funny. in the old days, look up these guys' old stuff and you'll laugh at it, even if it seems kind of dated. 
Yeah, Fragmaster um, is amazing. I was just rewatching his Bill Filmaff poker series today. Oh yeah, I was going down memory lane. It's a classic. It's still on YouTube. How many of your your friends at one time or another supported themselves through online poker? Because I can think of like five guys I knew who lived on online poker for about <laughs> five or yourselves six years. With fellow con men, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And- yeah. I remember some random guy. Uh, on one forum who used to do that professionally or something like just and it was kind of funny because it was almost just like a side thing for him he was like yeah. a academic and then he just like go to all the different um games i guess and just make money i don't know yeah it, uh, i think it was obama who cracked down on that or that or late in the george bush administration so you you take away our freedom and you make us fight in Afghanistan and you play <laughs> internet poker. Another guy yeah. I want to mention is uh, uh, Corin Tucker's stalker wrote hilarious stuff. He still writes. I think he's he still writes. For like he's great. Fifteen yeah. years and um, uh, who's the other dude? Josh Livestock bro. Another hilarious guy. These yeah. guys should have, they should have be writing for like TV shows or the fucking New Yorker or whatever. But. I guess that's what happens when you don't get a Columbia degree. (laughs) I mean, I got a Columbia degree, and I was still excited to be published on the front page. That's not the highest (laughs) I got. (laughs) I think the only time I I ever got something on the front page was when we we made up these, we were just doing these these Steve Perry jokes a thousand years ago, and the format format got ripped off for those Chuck Norris jokes that that everybody hates, but that were popular with dweebs for a long time. (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's all ripped off from the the SNL. The, um, oh shit! I can't. I can't remember what the sketch. But the guy who's really impressive. And Bill Bradsky. Yeah, yeah. It was just the Bill Bradsky thing. But we we're the first people to bring that that joking format to the internet. It exploded into a lot of terrible jokes. So yeah, yeah. Thank me. I wrote a couple things for the front page. Um, I don't think they're really great or worth looking up, but. Yeah, I got on there. It was it was fun to do that. Yeah. yeah. I used yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do some of the Photoshop stuff, so I was like in that I think sometimes, but uh which is funny because like I've lost all that skills now. All I all I know how to do now is like MS Paint just badly. <laughs> but like uh yeah, I used to do that kind of stuff. Although that's the thing that like is uh strange to me is that like it seems a lot of the Photoshop stuff now is like incredibly good compared to, I guess, because like ten percent of the internet are graphic designers now or yeah, something. But yeah. like, they're they're just so you know, even just memes and stuff. Like the amount of work that goes into them yeah, is just it's amazing. Like, oh, the, somebody spent six hours at the tablet doing <laughs> this crude joke. <laughs> yeah, so. I think that's something that something awful kind of set itself apart. Like like the. There was something about the subculture there where there was like the superiority complex, like we're better than the rest of the internet. And so it kind of like had this yeah, motivational the, thing to like. You, you had to be better than everybody else because the whole, like the whole conceit was shitting on everybody else. So if you weren't better than them in, in any possible way that could be recorded or, or captured somehow, you were breast up. You were breast up. Tits, you're floating in the ocean, like gunshot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it's funny because looking back at how it's it's funny how mainstream and like just middle of the road a lot of the posters were in terms of like opinions and stuff. Just like in retrospect, like people make fun of like Grover House and stuff, but you got to think that all those people, like Grover and all that, were like 
you know, I work for a military contractor and uh, I think that like John Kerry is the best thing that's ever happened to us or something. You know, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just really like uh, stuff that it, it would be like too, uh, too normie for like Pod Save America or something like that kind of stuff. Like just, just really... Yeah, just middle of the road, like just like uh, like John Kerry in two thousand ten or something like that, or maybe even a more milquetoast than that. Yeah, or like uh, I remember they used to do things like uh, raise, like do fundraisers for armor for troops, and uh, oh yeah, like to, to send. It was a, that was an interesting <laughs> thing because in the like you had a lot of like military IT guys on the on the forum and. Because of there are certain standards, you couldn't have like your average retarded military service member posting. What most military posters weren't good, but you got this weird perspective on Iraq and Afghanistan because you had all these these guys, uh, you know, just using satellite internet to play World of Warcraft and post about what was going on. <laughs> <in the forum. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Biorat most, uh, you know. Tragically and uh, funnily and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, at least he got portrayed by a, a weasel like man in that the, the Benghazi <laughs> movie. Yeah, is there any other movies that have been made about goons? I don't know. That's what I was just thinking about. Um... Hmm. Uh, can't think of any. John Stewart was supposed to be a goon, right? But how do, do any of his, his failed <laughs> yeah. movies after his MTV TV career and before he became a late night <laughs> He tried to do movies? I thought he was just fucking oh, horses. Oh, baby, you're missing out on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gen X style and sarcasm. <laughs> All I remember is him from uh, Big Daddy. He was in Big Daddy. He was like the the other dad or something like that. That's I right, yeah. He played a straight man, Adam Sandler. You watched Big Daddy yesterday? I don't remember. But Cole, Cole and Dylan Sprouse are, are great in that film. I know uh, I know a dude named Michael Abraham. Shout out to him if he's listening to this. And he went to, uh, was it NYU or Columbia? When they went, and apparently one of the Sprouse's was more like straight-laced and the other one was like bisexual art kid wearing like mess shirts and shit. I thought that was a pretty funny <laughs> fact about those twins. Who once yeah. had to wear a dress for the JT Leroy film about the her uh, imaginary persona where she's like a child prostitute. <laughs> so we we all got banned from the forums at one point or another, right? Oh, oh yeah, many times. I was many times. banned twice, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you, you get perma banned for? Uh, I think I was. Uh, the moderator of FYAD at this point, and I I found like a really easy loophole in the forums where you could send uh, any thread from any other forum into the uh, becocked area, the deleted threads of uh, FIAD, and then move them into the normal forum. And so I tested it on like a SummerSlam WWF thread that had been closed for several months. And <laughs> oh, Lotax okay. got extremely enraged and <laughs> permabanned me, and they had to rally to get me on permabanned. <laughs> That's funny. Were you ever hell banned? Were they like, remember that, where you could like post, but no one could see your posts? Oh, yeah. That's oh, like that's the right. precursor to shadow banning, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was the first shadow ban. I forgot you know what about happened that. to me. I, did, I remember when 
somebody would point out somebody who was hellbent and you could just look at their their increasingly sad post history like hey can anybody see this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah people used to sort of make fun of me a lot for that because i would just register like i like i probably over a few years registered a few dozen accounts kind of thing <laughs> and uh people would make fun of me and i'd be like yeah but like I don't know, and it's funny because my defense for it was actually a little bit sad in its own way. I was like, yeah, but it's just like a hobby like anything else. <laughs> like other people buy like a kayak and I buy a few dozen accounts. It's not like a huge amount of money. <laughs> I had a other. book up on accounts. I had I there was some guy that was in LF, I think, who really enjoyed my posts and he was like from the Emirates, from like the UAE. Oh, oh right. Yeah. He was like some you know lower ranking member of the royal family so he had access to like his dad's money and stuff and he would just <laughs> kind of keep me fresh on accounts every time i got banned so i just felt free to do whatever i want you know, <laughs> he's just happy to buy my accounts yeah. and buy a new avatar and stuff yeah that's a early internet age sort of thing you know what i mean like that's a very strange <laughs> yeah. It was so much better that back then when, when nobody <laughs> knew who anybody was so you could be talking to like some some kind of high-level Pentagon guy or just like a, a homeless man and just wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, know. I, uh, I got bailed out a million times by, uh, by Abraham, Kalen, Kalen Burroughs. I got, yeah. he, he, he rebought my account like 20 times. And, uh, um, I, f I forget who the admin's name is, but he was a big supporter of me. The guy's name was like pizza waste or, or something like that. But, he he will always unbanned me. I yeah. uh, after a while I realized that people responded more to like your your brand, your uh, your personal brand of like your name and your little avatar picture than they did to the content of what yeah. you wrote. So I'd always make a new name with a new picture and prove myself. Yeah, you did that a few times. That was yeah. 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 That was a fun side of FYAD that I'm not sure if it really exists anymore. Like it's you had to kind of prove oh, that you were like worth right you, you know. couldn't just start talking like first you, you had to be really funny in obscurity for a long while until somebody noticed you yeah there's like a hazy and, period and then people would be like fuck that guy he's a retard and, and after a while this person would be like no he's cool yeah tom i think you did that for me in fyad i think you were the first person to quote unquote adopt me as opposed oh yeah yeah, cool. I believe so. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. you're responsible for all of this. <laughs> for me it was that that dude uh Saint Robot who's now a, he's a I think he's an emergency room physician in Colorado. He's a good oh, dude. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but that's kind of lost now. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I was never part of FY80. That was a strange world to me. I don't know. Oh, oh <laughs> I yeah, I can tell you uh, I can tell you an early form story about about Don like I was, uh, you know, in my, my teen, late, late teens, my early twenties, I was a typical, like retarded libertarian at the time. And, um, I just, cause I hadn't read anything. I didn't know anything. And Don wrote this big, why I'm not a libertarian post in debate and discussion politics forum. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm wrong about everything. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's where I am. <laughs> Yeah, although, I mean, it's funny because a lot of, like, the more critical posts are, like, if you tried to, like, really get into it on debate and discussion, uh, they would just get, like, angry and ban you or something. Like, if you didn't, 
it was weird. It was like if you didn't fit the sort of model of, because like you couldn't like uh, the big thing for me and like Goat Scene, a few other people were like making fun of the troops a lot. And, yeah, um, you couldn't and, uh, interrogate certain topics without just being banned. They're like, you're a troll. Like they can't yeah. even consider that you're, you're being <laughs> yeah. honest about that. Yeah, thing. I got yeah. banned for posting a very well cited and sourced. It wasn't an article that someone else wrote. Like I wrote this like a short essay. Demonstra- I don't even remember exactly what it was. It was something about North Korea was being accused of launching missiles or something or shooting torpedoes, I think it was. And I kind of like found all these ways to demonstrate that like the case that was being made was, was kind of shaky or whatever. And uh, I, I posted that just because I thought it would be funny to have people sort of have to like deal with an argument like that with all like these you know, like there's actual evidence presented and everything, but they just banned me straight out being just because yeah, yeah. it was like a defense of North Korea. Yeah. A lot of the Iraq war posts and all that kind of stuff were good because like 99% of the posts would just be like just totally wacko stuff like liberals debating whether like the, you know, raining fire down on Fallujah was like, you know, efficient or not kind of thing like just really <laughs> like really weird like debates and stuff but then there would be like one person here and there who like i think that seft guy or whatever who was like a doctor in at oxford or something like they would just they would just reply to almost every post with like critical things kind of thing like actually informed you know they might not even be left wing they might just be like some right wing guy that is like somewhat consistent on this kind of stuff and and right. uh and you, you would learn see, a lot, yeah. So yeah, those those like those rare guys who were just like genuinely like geniuses, or at least who who did incredible amounts of personal research about stuff, and you'd be like, oh, I never even imagined knowing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that that was helpful during those years when things were like extremely crazy. I don't know in a lot of ways, but yeah. Actually, there know. was a there was a like a. I forget what his name was, but he was known as uh, like a really short army guy. And he yeah, was yeah, the yeah. first person <laughs> oh, yeah. who uh, I ever saw wrote about like the Petraeus ethnic cleansing of Baghdad in, uh, in the Iraq war. How they were just, you know, uh, setting up Sunni and Shia neighborhoods separated by concrete walls and they'd kill the, the other side at night. Oh, and it, it, like, it was, yeah. It was all. It was all like it was all permitted by the U.S. troops because that was the only way they could figure out how to pacify the city was to let them ethnic cleanse each other. Wow, was that the guy that we called the littlest soldier? Or yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. Tiny, the, the tiny little soldier man. He's the first guy I ever saw write about that. Yeah, I think his name was Private Joker. Maybe no, that I don't know. No, that was the guy that. Uh, no, uh, Private Joker is a different guy. Okay, he might have been the guy that like saw the toothpaste and started crying or <laughs> yeah whatever. i was thinking about that yeah he comes back Wait. from his tour and he just goes to a supermarket sees like an aisle of toothpaste and starts <laughs> crying at all the glory of consumer choices that's like that scene in the heart locker only he's happy instead of scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know yeah there was a lot of that like you couldn't even post in like the troop areas of the forum they were like little green zones for them or else like <laughs> it was very very strange i don't know that's one of the good things about like uh twitter and sort of uh it's it's like the the positive and the minus the minus is that like you can't really say what you're actually thinking on twitter a lot of the time you just can't like swear at people or whatever or else they'll lock your account or whatever um in a way that like is not easily recoverable by ten dollars but like uh um the 
you know, but there is that thing where it's like just random like figures kind of thing, you know, like people who are like undersecretary yeah. for defense and stuff. And you can just be like, you're an idiot because of this, this, this. And there's like a 10% chance they'll see it or something. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll even talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of neat. It's it's almost like a interactive uh, television or something. You can like yell at the screen and once in a while they'll hear you. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I don't know. But the the opposite of that is that like now they're just like, you know, cleaning house on a lot of this stuff to sanitize it for the investors and stuff and for the governments just being like, you know, like yeah, uh, all these uh, all these automated censorship things run by yeah. the Atlantic Council and stuff. Yeah, like banning Louis Fer- Farrakhan, like just stuff like that, like just like anyone that like uh, I don't know is like too spicy for prime time or whatever i don't know yeah. so that's i don't know i don't i don't really like that kind of stuff i i get why they kind of do it because everyone just starts screaming at them being like you gotta ban the nazis but like there is like a greater problem there or whatever like a greater like you know issue of like are people that easily led that we have to sort of like shepherd them into not believing that the holocaust was fake or something you know like that if we're at that level then maybe like society is just not gonna work out or whatever i don't know so it's a carefully built house of cards on illusion and deceit they have to protect (laughs) it that's what they're afraid of i mean they seem to think that everybody is like i don't know if you guys watched that that guy all gas no breaks his youtube videos oh yeah he's good anyway in his flat earth video one of the guys he interviews he asks him where did he learn about the flat earth and he said hmm YouTube videos. I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and he talks about lying to people about how his dad was killed in 9-11 so he can tell them that 9-11 was fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Some people, like Kyrie Irving of the of the National Basketball Association, became a, a flat earther after watching a lot of like Hotep stuff and on on YouTube and Instagram, and you know he just believes like any kind of any kind of conspiracy. Especially any kind of conspiracy with like whole type flavor, like uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Atlantis was real and it was all black men and they lived in you know perfect harmony with with high tech weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those guys kind of borrow a lot of stuff from like the white supremacist things. Like that's also a white supremacist thing that Atlantis would. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, funny. They just take it and they're like, yeah, but they're black, so it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. William Portis wrote a wrote a book about that called Masters of Atlantis, and it's just about all the the sort of pyramid scheme men's groups that came up around the Great Depression time, hmm. and they all they, they all work on that same like here's some random esoteric crap, and you pay for the next level, and you get to learn more esoteric stuff they've made up and encrypt from the next group. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that's where we're going to head into a little bit with uh we we did an episode on william uh dudley pelly and uh that's kind of the second half of his life is all getting into that kind of stuff so cool but uh yeah i was just thinking like you know when we were talking about fiat and the kind of like hazing process and how you kind of like had to earn your your position and everything i feel like uh it's not the same with Twitter where it kind of works a similar way with like your follower account. Like, you know, you get a bunch of retweets off of just having a bunch of people following you and every once in a while you get like viral tweets and stuff going and, 
and that kind of thing. But it really doesn't work the same way. Like there's not a sense no. of like a community no. around it. It just it's, it, it's not like a, a brotherhood. It's more like you're a content creator who's also friends with your your audience sort of thing. Yeah, it feels yeah. very like L.A. or something. Like you're kind of working yeah, in this like show plug, business industry. Plug each other's products when you're mm-hmm. in between riffing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice back then because and then, and you could you get blood feuds because somebody would be mad that like somebody was led around by the other people and they'd be like, no, this guy's not funny. I'm gonna spend hours of my time hating this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would go on for years. There was this curly haired guy. Uh, who who uh, who's called Rocco Tuna? I think because oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he hated you and me so much. <laughs> he had a cur- <laughs> he had curly hair, and he he posted a picture in a fedora. And I just I think I made a fun of his hat once, and he developed like a lifelong hatred of me. I think once he went <laughs> and deleted every post I ever made, which would have taken him like I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was that was the good side of trolling back then. People would get really, really upset. Yeah. Take it personally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people have sort of developed uh I don't know, antibodies maybe or something, like to knowing what to do sometimes with trolling. Like the the getting mad online stuff only goes so far maybe these days or something. Yeah. Know, where like now it's uh, balanced between like yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that like uh, you know, you don't get people posting uh it's more like snarky now kind of thing like just mm-hmm. like people secretly hate each other and then like in dms and stuff will be like who you know that person posted it again i hate them or something <laughs> and then uh but it's not like a, a moderator being able to like that's one of the problems with the um uh twitter and stuff is that it's all random moderation like anonymous just some yeah. like somebody you know, in a, in a Florida yeah. office park making ten dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. You don't get to see like the ten-page rant of like yeah. why why they thought that like your post was inappropriate or whatever. So yeah, yeah. And there's no uh, sense of that like gladiatorship where it's like you call someone <laughs> out for a duel and then you, yeah, you know, there's battle it out in front of the audience. Yeah, which is an LA thing too. I think in that way too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, everyone yeah. has to love each other, and if they don't, it's just like uh, it's like sparring in some weird like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's, it's more kind of like, Oh, they're, they're passe. They're, they're, uh, you know, they're out there. You know what I mean? Like they just, it's more like a matter of, Oh, that person isn't worth thinking about kind of thing than it is like, uh, we're going to tear into each other or something. So, yeah. 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 And that might be somehow related to the fact that there's just like more than like white guy nerds on the internet now. I mean, that's sort of like a stereotype. I think it was a little bit more diverse than we kind of think about back then as well, but it was very much like a white guy nerd space, like in terms of just like the culture of it. And now it's kind of like become for everybody. And I think that's shifted things. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, you can't say retard anymore, which is a real shame. That is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you hit your quota for this episode on that, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of afflicted this folks that bonus, listen to this right? show. We, we can drop our words. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say what you want, but just understand our audience may be proportionally higher than the 
the general population when it comes to that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. It's yeah. like all oh, those insane chocolate fans who like chart their word use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at least a good half of our audience are 50 IQ. So we got to... <laughs> I don't know. Actually, speaking of 50 IQ, I was just reading about uh, McNamara's morons, how he expanded the, the draft pool in Vietnam because so many people had died and they didn't want to, to take people out of the National Guard or the Reserve because that was like the, that was the domain of the middle class and the upper class. Mm-hmm. And they sent uh, like over 100,000 people who had like below 75 IQ who were just like they said literally Down syndrome people midgets (laughs) who couldn't fit into army uniforms oh my god imagine you're like in the war and that's the guy that you have to like rely on and you're just like trying to get him to reload properly you're like oh my god the the book I read is called uh, McNamara's Folly by Hamilton Gregory if anybody wants to look into that it's cool that sounds good yeah (laughs) it's it's funny you say that too because earlier today I was uh, uh, um, thinking of uh, uh, McNamara because uh, anyway, it's just one second, but I'm trying to find the quote. I, I was like, uh, okay, here it is. Sorry. Um, he wrote like uh, books about like management and stuff, right? Because like you just, you know, like a top bureaucrat kind of guy. And uh, he has one quote where he says, God is clearly democratic. He di- distributes brain power universally but he quite justifiably expects us to do something efficient and constructive with that priceless gift. That's what management is all about. Management <laughs> is the end. Management in the end is the most creative of all the arts for its medium is human talent itself. The real threat to democracy comes from under management. The under management of society is not re- the respect of Liberty. It is simply to let some force other than reason sheep reality. If it is not reason that rules man, then man shows fall short of his potential, which is so funny because it's like he, he's trying to sound like just this grand guy that like is like, you know, I am an enlightened genius or something. But he's talking <laughs> about like bureaucrats, uh, you know, figuring yeah. out that you can send <laughs> sub 75 IQ people to you know, get shot at. <laughs> for, he's, uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's trying to, to put uh, quantifying people's like labor outputs in the spreadsheets as, as a God ordering the, the, the people, <laughs> you know, Noah, yeah. Noah ordering the animals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you play violin? I'm a manager, by the way. Did you know that we're, <laughs> we're both uh, great artists in our own way, aren't we? So, yeah. <laughs> The Fordist arrow points forward. <laughs> yeah. The, Although Trump, yeah. The great thing about the the morons program was that they were all supposed to get like a remedial training so that they could have a skill in society because it was framed as like one of the the war on poverty things. Like, oh, these people are just they just don't have good enough education, which is true for some of them, but a lot of them are just like genuinely no IQ, like physically incapable of anything and just throwing those people into the military meat grinders yeah that's i think that's like that's that's management thinking in a nutshell yeah <laughs> yeah yeah although I, I i realized as i said that that like trump probably thinks of it that way too right like he probably thinks of himself as being like a virtuoso oh that, yeah like... he, always, he always does that thing <laughs> where he claims uh like the payroll taxes that him, his employees pay are Pay taxes that he pays because he pays his employees. That's that's a great like <laughs> boss is God figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. All right, we got way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. program. Sure. Took a McNamara turn, yeah. <laughs> what were sure. we speaking of? <laughs> I've absolutely forgot. I think we were just talking about uh, pages of, of insults and beefs. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember I was so afraid of the hazing in Faya that I just lied about my age and added, I think, five years to it. I was 15 when I started posting, but everyone thought I was 20, including Leo, which was very awkward for a friendship when I revealed it. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't take the hazing, man. Sure. You know? How yeah. did you find something awful? Uh, I think I watched Doom House or something around 2005, and wow. I, was a, I, was a, mm. I was a teen, or I think a preteen even, and then I registered to post about something awful stuff, and then I became more and more entangled in Fiat, mostly because of Leo, actually. I I think I like saw your comedy, Leo, and I decided, oh, the stuff I like is actually for nerds, so I'm going to spend hours of my time trying to do this instead. <laughs> um, it was very convenient because I was uh, I I hadn't gotten to high school because uh, my mother had gotten very sick, not just mentally but physically, and uh, I was spending years of my life at home. So, mm -hmm. what better place to spend it than on a pink forum, getting insulted for years before finally triumphing? Yeah. Did you did you have to like talk your parents into buying the account for you, or did you kind of? Yeah, just... no. I believe I believe I used my parents' credit card to buy my something awful account. Yes. I remember <laughs> trying to talk my dad into it, and he reluctantly finally like was like, oh, "Okay," but he was like, "Really? Like, what is this? <laughs> I'm giving my credit card information yeah. to what? The guy's name is Low Tax. This yeah. doesn't seem." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. like i never really asked him for stuff like that very often so he was like okay i'll trust you on this one the yeah i don't remember how i came across something awful originally i think it was through maddox or something oh right it was in that yeah. kind of that circle of things you know just yeah. like I, I remember i remember mine it's it was from drew curtis .com, which i looked at, <laughs> at the school computer oh right right yeah <laughs> it's not news it's spark baby yeah that's right <laughs> yeah um mine is it it's so dumb that it sounds fake but it's true and i can like verify it with documents it said uh, <laughs> i registered on september 9th 2001 and, uh, <laughs> and it was it was because i liked all the photoshops and stuff like that too but i and, you know and whatever and jokes and stuff but um it was when it was still free because like uh um you know it wasn't it wasn't you didn't have to pay to join until like after 9-11 when really like the debate stuff sort of took off i think that's like what helped sort of lift it and then make it a viable business in some ways um but yeah, it was because I, and I, I think I, part of it was like, I explicitly wanted to be able to like talk to some of the, you know, news people kind of things. So, and then, uh, you know, obviously, um, yeah, that, that, that took me down a long road, I guess I would say. <laughs> took us all down long roads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but. Does it still weird you guys out when you see like the impact font being used on like normie memes and stuff? Because that still kind of weirds me out that that's just become the like oh, yeah. the, the general yeah. norm. 
I, yeah. I, I really dislike it. I don't even like the word because to me it's just an image macro and it's something that somebody would make fun of, like some IT yeah. professional would have made like mm-hmm. with a pun on it. And but now it's just the dominant form of human expression other than like teen autistic dance videos. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so weird that that was like a standard thing that the forum came up with and now it's just like people have just accepted that's the font you're supposed to use like i don't know it's interesting yeah yeah the forum also kind of outlawed it after a point too like the image macros and catchphrases were very much frowned upon which i guess helped because now they've run rampant and taken over everything (laughs) yeah yeah there's always a strange level of foresight that something awful people had into that like they could see things coming a little bit but they're just really not able to kind of parlay it into anything very much yeah Yeah. that's kind of the the running story i guess with with everything (laughs) but um it was like i i know what this is and it's actually a scam and it's stupid so i'm not gonna bother but if you jumped if you had jumped in with some capital you could have made money on it for four years and then gone on to the next thing yeah that's the difference between being like a like a jaded wise man and, and like a businessman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, the whole something awful ethos is just kind of like being satisfied with like your own, like you're just knowledge of your own su- superiority. And yeah, then that's yeah. exactly what it was. <laughs> you just like, sure. you know, smirking at all the dummies on your computer and then you shut it down and go check your hot pockets in the microwave and step over <laughs> the garbage in your living room. You know, yeah, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, th- you know, there are limits to that in that I don't have a house. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. Although it's funny, though, I was thinking that, you know, you got to think of the afterlives of uh, FYAD or something, too. Is that like, uh, you know, there's probably like a few dozen people that posted there that are now like professional content creator types or something in different ways, right? Like, yeah. Or, or even if they were like later additions to FYID, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not necessarily that they were the top uh, posters there for a while or something, but like, you know, a lot of them that people were like in that orbit now make a fair amount of money doing the same kind of jokes a lot of the time too. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I never got this straight, but John Hendren was Doc Evil, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he was like a 2001 account and then he disappeared for a long time and came back and ruined Fiat because there'd been this ancient no catchphrases rule just because you know catchphrases people just say the same thing it's not funny mm-hmm. and he he just started doing like catchphrase after catchphrase like that's true yeah, he pumped and out an orb and shit and, yeah. orb yeah that shit was I that's I left this I stopped posting and that happened it was <laughs> yeah. far below my, yeah, my yeah. fucking dignity he left us adrift <laughs> in a sea of memes yeah. That's actually all the, the the most successful periods in my life were when I had no contact with something awful and I was <laughs> making money selling luxury <laughs> <laughs> That's another funny thing too I think about sometimes is that like people have this sense I think that now that you just can't log off for years or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh or at least for in my personal experience that like it's like uh it's the idea of like going two months without posting, I think that people after the first month they're going to be like, I guess that guy died or something. You know what I mean? Like it won't, <laughs> it won't, it's not like, uh, it's very, very different in terms of like back then there were like periods where I wouldn't post for like six months or like, you know, not, I just have no 
even recognition of what was going on in the forums and stuff or anything. And now it feels like, you know, more fire hose kind of like we're just in your face every day, at least for me. So, um, all the, I think it's, it's all the notifications and, and like likes and faves and sure. subscriptions. It just, it hooks your brain into a, that, that dopamine loop that people talk about in a yeah. way. Like when you were posting, it was like, it was cool if people liked it, but you could also just walk away for a while. So you yeah. Too crazy. Yeah, it's funny. One content creator who I won't name, but I, I do like, but like they said something like uh, one day that posting jokes on Twitter and stuff is like a dead end because you're using content you could use for something else, uh, just burning it basically. And I thought that was a bizarre way of thinking of it, but I kind of understand what they're saying. They're saying that like if you're trying to monetize things, you should sort of keep the ideas in your head and then work them out in some sort of format you know, that you can sell. I understand that. But for me, like that was not the intent of posting. It was just to get stuff out of your head, basically. Yeah. Right? Like, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, sort of like... that was back before like internet stuff could be monetized. It's yeah. Just, like, you, you wanted to be funnier than the next guy. You just yeah. wanted to, to fuck with somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I've clearly like uh, accumulated some followers in the last two years, but uh, almost all of that is like bizarre algorithm reasons, a lot of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it wouldn't have worked if it was a strategy or something, right? Like if I had just sat down and being like, I'm going to accumulate followers or something, I don't know what you would do. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like what would the, anyways, it just, it's just a bizarre subculture, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. You got to just do it for the love, you know, yeah. the love of yeah. posting. And then that's when the, the magic comes through. <laughs> I guess. That's how fake it. Pure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, do you guys think that something awful has had like a actual effect on culture and at least like the United States or North America? Like I, that's sort of what I was thinking about with yeah. like the, yeah, the meme thing with the fonts and stuff like that sort of indicates to me that it's not, not just me looking at something that was formative in my life and being like, Oh, this is also formative for everybody else. Cause things have changed, you know, but it, I don't know. It kind of indicates that maybe that's a, has had like a real effect. It was the, it was the posting the Vanguard. It was like the internet, um, non corny self-expression Vanguard thing. Like you had live journal and personal sites for that, like the, I don't know, just just writing your daily musings, but when it comes to uh, just writing short sequences of text that make people's minds freak, it was definitely the, the vanguard. Yeah, I mean, there must have been other websites doing similar things, right? Like, it couldn't have just been something unique. I think there were, but when you check, they're all they're always following something mm. off. They never they never did it first. Yeah, and then I think about like. LF kind of seemed to be the place that spawned the whole like leftist subculture online. Yeah, yeah. that's how I trace it. Yeah, and uh, that's that's frightening because I feel like I had a outsized impact on that form in particular, like turning it yeah. to the hard left, and that just makes me feel like I spawned a terrible <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> all these all these furry anime Marxists with their tongues in the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pulled, I, yeah. Pulled the car into a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I did was post Stalin one day and then 
it's just <laughs> spun off from there. It it is it is one of those things that really that's one of the things I think the most about. You know, if something bothers me online, it's usually something related to the fact that a lot of those things that we would say as kind of jokes or like tentative opinions or something, you know, just to, for fun, uh, now have it's dogma yeah, now. It's, yeah, maybe. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's dogma, and also like a lot of anger behind it. Like just in like flippant right. replies and stuff where like people follow like China Daily and and uh, <laughs> RT and all this kind of stuff or you know what I mean like anything like that or like anything and then they're just uh, it's just yeah I don't know it's it's because I, I, I always I always feel like I'm squinting at them kind of being like wait a minute is this are you serious here <laughs> come on like is this yeah like yeah the the hardcore like China is the world's foremost communist country people that like uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh but i see it like a lot in just like semi normy kind of uh spaces or something like i see a lot of people sort of just taking that as left wisdom you know like uh as like a just a very obvious thing that like uh you know i don't know that like uh armed revolution is going to happen soon or something, you know, just like we have to train with <laughs> rifles and stuff to fight the cops and stuff. And I'm like, hold on a second here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tom in that way that it's like, Oh, oh no, 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 that wasn't serious guys. Come on. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, some, some comedian made this joke. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it's Doug Stanhope or something, but it's like, it's like waking up the next day after, uh, you know, after a big party or something. And the guy's like, oh, I bought the van, you know, because uh, we said we were going to go uh, tour the country in like a musical group, whatever, right? And they're like, no, 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 that was just drunk talking kind of thing. You know? like, that was not, <laughs> we, don't, we don't actually have to go rifle training or whatever. Yeah, so I don't know. They used to call it a pipe dream. Yeah, exactly. And still smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to think pipe dream had something to do with like plumbing. I never understood what that was oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bet I, I bet you I can tell you why. Because there was an old there was a Nintendo game, like NES game called Pipe Dream and it had a black pipe and a white pipe on the cover. I saw that in the like the gas station with the video rental section a thousand times. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably exactly what it was, like saw it in wow. some you know, Nintendo Power magazine or something like that. I think something awful has permeated culture, right? Like 4chan comes from something awful. There's an interesting uh, book about this by a Bard College professor called It Came From Something Awful on some academic press. It's pretty good. I borrowed oh. it from a friend. Huh. Does it mention, like, people you know in there, like specific posters and stuff? Uh, no, it, it doesn't go too specific, which disappointed me, but the description of Fayad was fitting, I thought. Something like a, a place where... It's a the, cool place to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Where the, where the, <laughs> yeah. the place where the quote-unquote coolest posters would go to take turns insulting one another, which I thought, yeah, that kind that of sounds about it. right. Yeah, yeah, a place to chillax with friends. <laughs> yeah, I was always confused, Don, that you never crossed over to Fiat. You were a strictly gray forums troll to the end. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I'm sorry? Don had integrity, not unlike us. <laughs> just we're hedonistically, you know, wallowing in, in saying bad words <laughs> and shit. Being mean to one another. No, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, that that's honestly that's the the main reason why is that uh, I I just didn't like the hazing. I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want <laughs> I didn't want to participate in any of that. And uh, so I would like ever so often be like, "Hey, gang," kind of or something. And and if I and then like my post would disappear. And then like uh, I don't know. I, I would just I would I would be like, "Well, I guess that's that on that. I'm gonna go back to." You know, pretending to be Audrey Hepburn for four hours. Or something. <laughs> it was really brutal, actually. Like, especially posting as a secret teen. It was very uh, tough for me. I remember like having to play off that I wasn't mad, but I was an emotional mad teenage boy. In fact, and I was yeah. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who else was at the at secret teen on on Fired? Um I guess well, he was he appeared on your very own podcast to talk about some very broad generalities of Bitcoin. Oh, really? Ah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that is that's one thing that too that like uh, you kind of wonder who uh, is like an influencer now or something. Like people talk about AOC maybe having an account or something. What? Why? And like, yeah. Wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me. She's a fucking guru today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> like. There's like lots of people that you kind of go, okay, well, they like lots of people have told me that they were on there. And then uh, lots of people, you know, like you can kind of tell that they like maybe read, you know, dipped in and out kind of stuff, right? Like they, they knew about it and they kind of were part of it, but not like, uh, you know, lurkers basically. But like, uh, I don't know. That's kind of an yeah. interesting thing to think about that. Like it's a. Uh, it, yeah. It's weird that there was there was always a, like there was a bigger audience than there were people posting. So, but you never thought about the audience. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's different now for me too. Is that like people I know follow me? You know what I mean? Like just like people in my life kind of thing. And uh, that's different because uh, you know I mean on essay or something you just say something really really extremely stupid or. You know, like, or not stupid, like something really smart, like nuke Israel or something. <laughs> and, then, and then, and now I'm kind of like, uh, oh, that like 10 people from my uh, college program that I finished two years ago or something yeah. saw me say nuke Israel. Should I? And it's funny because I don't think about that until like maybe once in a while or something. I'm like, oh, like my brother-in-law saw that post or something. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Cause that's, I was so used to just being like semi-anonymous or something and being like a idiot to everyone. <laughs> I don't know that now it's like, uh, an editor of like the New Yorker is like, Hmm, I guess we're not going to offer him that job now or something. And I'm like, Oh, good. <laughs> and I mean, there's so much, like it doesn't even have to be government surveillance. Just, weird people like they privately surveil anybody who, who they think has bad politics yeah i i stumbled on this weird uh this weird guy's blog and it was just like linking the the secret iranian actors behind the the protest movement and he used open source facial recognition to find like this i don't know 10 people who are at different like anti-syrian war rallies and and different BLM protests, and he was like, the police need to find these people who live at this address and arrest them for their, their anti-American sentiments. And yeah. he's just some some weird retired guy with a with That's crutch. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but it's not just that, like, uh, people are really watching each other closely a lot of the time. It's also that, like, 
90% of what they think is just made up in their heads, yeah. too. You know how Vice, like, it's owned by, by Viacom and all that and has a TV channel? They have a show about that's called How to Rob a Bank. And I, I just watched an episode out of curiosity, and it was about this ex-army guy who's, I don't know, his brother or something was in debt to some criminals. So he robbed banks to pay off the debt and kept robbing banks. But the finale was him apologizing to the, the head detective FBI man on the case. And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry for scaring those tellers. Now, and the FBI guy was just making shit up. He was like, oh, two people from every bank you rob, they can't work in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lying the way they do. He's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, wow, this is really the vice doing Canada heroin spirit you know place, <laughs> <Seems> to be <laughs> fun apologizing to the police yeah I guess Vice is kind of like a good alternate universe something awful like what if something awful sold out mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah exactly it would it would be, just it would be really bad it would really it would love to celebrate you know the walks and the parks and so forth in, in service of the profit mode. <laughs> well, I guess in that alternate universe, Lotax would have his own proud boy, like fascist militia or whatever. Yeah, he'd be an obscure <laughs> crazy guy. Who that would be pretty great. Brand. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has the arsenal. He has that, like, gun collection <laughs> or whatever. True. So, yeah. They'd be called the Yadlats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pink polos. Yeah, that's good. Did um, I did you know. guys hear about I? I think it was like the Dayton shooter. Uh, I think he said what was a fiat catchphrase before he opened fire, and no one really talked about this. Yeah, everyone was really say? quiet. He said yeah, the yeah. McRib is back, which you'll recognize. <laughs> oh no, I mean. That- Mr. Mr. Crow came up with that. He did, yeah. That, like that was his thing. Yeah. And then he became an Austin Red Guard, and it just became like a general internet <laughs> yeah. catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- wasn't he sort of behind like uh, something memes for radical teens or something like communist memes for radical teens, something like that? Was um, he? I don't know. I, I I lost touch with him because he hates my guts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We kind of had a falling out, me and him as well, but. Um, I also had to ban him from a group chat because Leah was in it. <laughs> I guess we're all yeah, the yeah. outs. <laughs> um, yeah, it was called something like uh, Bro uh, Communist. I don't know, something like that, yeah. I used to make memes for them, but um, no, I don't know. The The Facebook communist stuff seems more psycho than the Twitter stuff now. I think that the Twitter stuff is an overflow of like groups and stuff on Facebook that are all people being like... Uh, Let's read this 1965 book about how Stalin uh, never committed one crime or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, they're 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 you know, it, it, to me it all feels like QAnon stuff or something. But for like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, for like cyber, cyber Maoists, cyber Stalinists. Yeah, Don, let me let me ask you a, a hypothetical question. Let's say uh, you met a, a beautiful petite brunette girl of the type we all know you like, and you you walk into her foyer and she's got a she's got a decorative bookshelf and color coded all the works of Grover Fur. Right? <laughs> is that a is that a green light or is that a red light? Um, ooh, let me think that through. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if they if they agree with them, it's probably a red light. <laughs> you know what you point? do? 
Yeah. You, you take one of those volumes and you start looking at it. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. And then you pretend to drop it and you see what her reaction is. If she freaks out like you're about to drop like the Holy Grail or something, then you yeah, know yeah. red light. <laughs> She yeah. just laughs, yeah, and then she's cool. Then she's down full whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know. But uh yeah, and all the yeah, as you said, like all the all of the go refer books are like in a rainbow color, you know, like it's got yes. they're all like set up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like um pro Stalinist literature isn't used enough in the interior decorating world yeah <laughs> like there was a there was a small time on tumblr when those two things they could have crossed over but it didn't happen you guys remember that 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 beautiful few years when like all the the content on the internet was created by architects blogging in their spare time oh yeah um, yeah that was that one time. blog building blog oh yeah jeff jeff man once i commented on one of his posts i was like you must love this woman the way you write about her. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to marry her. She's going to be my wife. And I was like, wow. I can really read the tone of a, of a blog post. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, a, there, was fat, there was fat blog that Charles, whatever his name was, and there was the Owen Hatherly uh, brutalist. Uh, what was it? Nasty brutalist in short. There was some oh, yeah, architecture yeah. blogs, left-wing architecture blogs. That guy had Crohn's disease, and uh, he loved like Stalinist apartments and constructors. <laughs> Owen Hatherley, or yeah, yeah, he's he's a. I I, I like his writing. I love, I follow his Twitter, and he just posts about like British uh, labor politics stuff, and it's all like hieroglyphs to me. It's like <laughs> Harvey Gorder Waster and Sheila Muhammad are <laughs> yeah, completely yeah. wrong for this new train scheme. Like, yeah, what are yeah. you guys talking about? <laughs> I, yeah. I own a few of his books. I haven't read them yet, but uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, he seems cool. I don't know. I haven't like, uh, yeah, I never used to follow. I think I, yeah, I, I was going to say I never followed this blog, but I think I did. Tumblr is like, it's gone to the memory hole for me. Like, I'll, like I, it, that's something that's strange that's happened in the last few years is that like I followed back some people are like you know like we followed each other where i'm like wait a minute i knew you like seven years ago and uh, yeah, that's like yeah. a strange experience where you're like oh wait a minute i i like used to follow you on this other website and like you know i only followed maybe like 20 or 30 or 40 people on tumblr it wasn't like a you know big thing but now i'm like oh you're like uh you have a whole life now or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like a person. <laughs> you're, you're a human being. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe we should dive into some of the questions at this point. Sure. Uh, okay. So these are going to be from the discord. All right. So we'll start with this question. It's from Aaron and she asks, does God understand every joke and do they all make him laugh? Um, I think you have to say that he understands every joke. Yeah, that's basic omnipotence. Yeah. yeah. And he's got to laugh because what's that, what's that old saying? God laughs whenever you make a plan. And a joke is basically like a pretend plan. <laughs> so if <laughs> somebody, he's laughing, God laughing. Yeah, he's I mean, he, he's, he's got to understand every minute of it. All, of this, all the context, you know, even the stuff you don't really, you don't even understand why you're making that joke, maybe. Like, he, he gets it far he more than you do. <laughs> So even yeah. the bad jokes he enjoys, I guess. Yeah, that's I think, my guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, one's that solved. sounds right. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's just move on to the next one then. This is from username can be blank. Drums or flats? Talking about chicken. Mm. I like the flats. I like the mechanical action of separating the two bones and getting the little tail sucking it out like a, you know, like a your, your average chimpanzee in a, in a farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. The flats feel like more of an accomplishment. The drumsticks, you feel more like a barbarian, you know. I like a bit of refinement. I like a bit of a process. Um, yeah, I'm probably 70% drums, 30% flats is my breakdown that I like. Uh, I like a <laughs> little bit precise. of the, you know, yeah, I like a little bit of the work, you know, but most of the time <laughs> I'm, I'm a barbarian. I just want to get through some chicken. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, although to be honest, I, I prefer boneless bites. So, oh, yeah. low class. Well, I got also known as nuggets. Thing, so. <laughs> yeah, but they, they they call them boneless bites now for certain ones because they're uh, um, it's so that I feel less ashamed eating them. <laughs> when I when I I went to um, uh, a Burger King once at like uh, um, like a, one of those you know like highway rest stop yes. kind of things, right? Oh yeah, I ninety five shit, yeah. And uh, um, the guy who was there was like. I don't know. He was like 22 or something. He wasn't like, you know, he wasn't super young, wasn't super old basically like for, for that kind of job. And then, uh, uh, he, he, he like, or I like, I was like, I ordered some nuggets and then he like went back to the, like a guy like in the back, or whatever, and said, uh, basically something like that guy's an adult, but he's buying nuggets or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh man, getting owned by, uh, rest stop uh you know burger king guy for <laughs> buying nuggets that's not i don't know you know someone get this chomo some nuggets <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you guys have all seen the the, the dinosaur say chicken nuggets right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just your you know, like your average pita documentary pink slime stuff but i saw something even worse which was jimmy neutron the Nickelodeon television show branded uh, star-shaped nuggets, but they weren't just your average savory nugget. They were like sweet flavors. It was like oh, crazy oh, berry no. flavor, no. blue food color. No. No. There was a green one that was like crazy melon. Like imagine biting into a melon sweet chicken nugget with the green food color. And I grew up with that show, and it was really fucking garish too, so that's fitting. It was, it was a disgusting yeah. program. Imagine the DNA damage that's doing. Like that's cutting your teeth. It's like a like a lawn scissor. That's gonna start the second coronavirus or something. <laughs> um, on the drums or flats question, I I'm happy with both to be honest. But I I think I have a preference for drums just because it's like you know it's just easier. You, you get a lot more chicken out of the the piece. So. Uh, but I'm not going to turn down either one. <laughs> All right. So the next one is from Sammy. He has posted. So he says thoughts if this happens. And he's posted a picture here. It's an electoral map uh, with 269 for Biden and 269 for Trump. Yeah. So it's like an even split and no one gets the 270 that they need to win. I guess it's technically a possibility. Yeah. What happens if that yeah. happens? Like, does it go to the this? I think the, the house doesn't the. 
I thought the there's something like the the Senate gets to break the tie. Yeah, I think so that's a, whoever controls the Senate picks. I think that's what that is. I thought it was something weird, like the House votes by state delegation or something. Like just I don't oh, know. Yeah, you actually might be right. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's 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 something just. Uh, it's one of those things where it's funny. All this kind of like legal, political kind of stuff with the American election, uh, it, it people like the experts talk about it as if it's the most obvious, smart thing in the world kind of thing. They're like, "Oh no!" Then you just vote by state delegation, and it, you know, and it's like, I don't know, just total yeah, psycho. It, it, it's <laughs> like, arcane. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like, uh, you guys know who William Hoagland is, the historian. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he was he was posting something about how the Articles of Confederation were the first constitution, and we just kind of abandoned them once we didn't need them and wrote this other constitution. And the way that the way people pretend it's this unending document. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. That's true. Yeah. they would they just write a new governing document after they you know shot each other for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should just take the old byzantine empire and just take all of their legal system and political institutions and just transplant it into the united states it'd be a lot simpler probably <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. have like a sultan or whatever it is no no i guess it's byzantine so what were they no, what was that it was well, like a caesar had, they, were, they were still emperors yeah it would oh, be Basil. like a caesar yeah. uh and uh we'd have too, themes baby. and an imperial okay. guard and all kinds of fun stuff yeah yeah you get you get um you have your your tax collectors and your masters of of equestrianism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd hand um, over our economic control over to the Venetians and then get conquered by <laughs> con step lords. Actually, <laughs> vulgar slayer. <laughs> Somebody would teach a, a Turkish nomad how to build a gigantic cannon. We'd be our <laughs> don't give uh, away my long-term plan here <laughs> one of my favorite things i got to read about byzantium as a side note when i worked in classics at a publishing house was uh, someone submitted just like a book on the church of byzantium and a bunch of these artifacted quotes and one of them was something like it's it's improper to hold one's unit as they urinate so you have to sort of like i guess tradition was that you would just let your your dick just sort of like sit against your thighs as you pissed all over yourself. <laughs> that's, that's pretty easy if you got a big enough dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess to answer this I question, go, I go hands free. But let's let's talk about the Byzantine Empire because if you think about it, it's the closest classical comparison to the United States. And just like the Byzantine Empire, we're going to fall to a, a new religion. Because of our oligarchy making everybody miserable, so like when when like neo Islam comes up through Mexico, everybody's like all the mayors are going to give the keys to the cities to the guys in their hover trucks or whatever. Right, you know? instead of the Seljuks, it's going to be like cartel guys. Yeah, exactly. Like the that thing that DHS made up about three thousand terrorists coming up through Mexico when the yeah. number was three, according to that <laughs> Mexican Hezbollah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Something I, I'm just hoping if I if I post enough pro Hezbollah stuff on Twitter they'll recruit me as an operative. <laughs> <laughs> they'll have you stealing cars and shipping Get them you some hash. Yeah. That sounds like a sweet gig actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. What um, were you going to say, Don, about the actual question? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. What was the actual um, question again? Um, <laughs> voting it, thing. Uh, yeah, so if it is a perfect tie in the Electoral College, um, I think Trump should be still president because, like, it's like a continuation thing. You just get to be president, you know. It's like if, unless unless there's a good reason to remove you, you just, just keep keeping the position kind of thing it's like you know you don't you don't get fired and then someone else gets your job just because you have equal qualifications whatever right but but even if like it's like 55 percent biden 45 percent trump you know what i mean like you just because it's the same in electoral college you're like okay well you know you don't change horses in midstream whatever like in that yeah, makes sense. That, yeah. Like yeah. he won the last one. That that seems like there's a precedent set. Like, yeah, no yeah. one won this one, so let's go to <laughs> yeah, the last. Let's go to the last one. That yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> seems reasonable. Um, all right, let's move on to the next question. This one is from Thought Burl. Uh, must we defend the troops? I mean, yeah, in the something awful spirit, I I, I would say so. What do you mean? I mean, we're. Uh, I don't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to yes and you there. (laughs) Uh, What what does it mean to defend the troops? They want us to enroll into some kind of auxiliary force to walk across landmines for them? What? This guy doesn't mean giving them their own forum. (laughs) (laughs) All of the good old days. (laughs) Troop only Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We've had Goat stand on a couple times. I think our troop stances, we'll, we'll defer to Goat on that one. Yeah. Although I do think that, like, uh, Leo uh, convinced me of this pretty much, that, like, uh, you know, the even for the mission of the American military, like, the current budget and everything in it and all the actual equipment and stuff is inconsistent with its mission kind of thing. So you can kind of get soldiers on your side, at least for like the start of the debate by being like, do you really care if there's an F-35 or whatever, you know, like you can kind of at least like get that first foot in the door at least, you know, by being like, do you think generals actually care about you doing a good job as a soldier or whatever kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like internal class conflict or something like right. troops versus officers kind of a thing. And I think that the, the way they've gotten around that is by just making what's essentially like a military case with your Scots, Irish Southern people and extending it to, to California and Texas, where you just have families where everybody goes into the military. So they don't think of things outside of the military, even though they're like, yeah, this is corrupt. This doesn't work. Yeah. Right. But they're still, they're still loyal to the thing itself because yeah. it provides for them i think that's kind of where you and i come from leo that those kind of families huh yeah 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 it's weird it's weird how that kind of stuff uh sort of uh i don't know it echoes like there's a lot of echoes in history of that sort of a thing or they just develop yeah. like these military casts it's uh yeah i mean it's it's nice in places like switzerland where you have like i i don't know is, is it five or four different languages and they explicitly mix everybody in their their drafted military and it, it just gives them a lot of national unity but we don't we don't get that sort of effect from the military we get like a separate military state thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, all right let's go to the next one this is from honestly tony when you get that weird sudden urge to do something which you then automatically suppress 
You think that yourself in an alternate reality uh, commits the act? Is there an alternate universe of uh, compulsions? I mean, is that the question? I would like to think so. so. Yeah. It's a nice thought. No, I'm with Leo on this one. I think that's sure to believe in alternate realities. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I feel like if there is an alternate reality, that's none of my business. I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Stay trust in your them lane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I on that. <laughs> like, they, they've, they've seen those cigarette burns where other universes are bumping against ours, at least theoretically, but it's like, it's a divide you could never cross without, like, science fiction technology, so there's no point in even worrying about it unless you're, you know, a physics professor. And uh, let's do one more. We'll wrap up with this one. This is another one from Sami. He says, why do cats not walk on Quran? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess they're Muslim and they respect the word of God. I believe that in uh, Islam, all animals are born Muslim. All, all humans and all animals are born Muslim. Uh, all all animals, cats... but not, not humans, yeah. No, no, humans are born Muslim. I'm 100% sure about that. Mm, they're, they're born uh, with uh, like an intact fitra which means like they have a like their their basic instincts and intuition are good and so they're like they're not they don't have any sin and they will just like if you leave them alone in a vacuum they will just kind of naturally live in some sort of like good way that is pleasing to god Um, but they're not muslim because that requires like the like the testimony of faith like you can't call them muslim exactly he's pakistani Bahraini guys are leading me wrong. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> there's people that get that confused and stuff. There. I think that's I think it's probably just like what their teachers tell them. It's repeated. Yeah, they just believe them because they have that lisp that Arabic speakers <laughs> have in English. There was a sort of like a thing for a while. I think it's sort of dying out now to refer to converts as reverts, and I think oh, people that hasn't died out at all among among the people who are actually from those places. Yeah, like, that's true. Welcome, brother Michael, a revert from Downey, Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's that fad sort of emphasize, like it, it, it kind of like a, em, yeah, emphasize this idea of of people being born Muslim when that's not exactly what. I, I mean, you know, people have their own opinions. That's not any kind of like article of faith to be a Muslim or anything. But that's that's not my understanding. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, it really, it's just the kind of thing you tell little kids when they're asking too many questions anyway. <laughs> sure. Anyway, I, I sorry, I, uh, I distracted you. What were you going to say about the animals and humans being born Muslim? Oh, me? Yeah. I was just saying all, all animals are born Muslim. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I kind of pooped on that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's cute. The those little memes and stuff that people make of cats doing that kind of stuff. Uh, it's really funny to me how much Muslims love cats because the Prophet loved cats. So like, yeah, cats. I love cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people project all kinds of like uh, all the, they're like the Muslims of animals. Like they like their personalities are like Islamic in some kind of way or whatever. Yeah. But cats are completely they, erratic they, they psychos. They do voodoo on themselves all the time. Right, yeah. <laughs> I have heard, like, Hamza Yusuf talk about, like, if you, you know, how birds will kind of chirp at certain 
parts of the day and it kind of corresponds with some of the prayer times like when the sun is setting and the sun is rising and stuff and they will kind of clean themselves like they're doing wudu while you pray and that kind of stuff <laughs> i don't know it's kind of cute yeah they're, it's because they're catholics and they're being respectful to muslims why not, why not uh, <laughs> walk folks, so, yeah. you really can't spell catholic without c-a-t <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true yeah yeah that uh, that makes a lot more sense, actually. For sure. Yep. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Um, all right, guys. So I think that'll be the episode. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I yeah. understand the uh, Pimp Chronicles is actually becoming a reality. It is, although we've waffled on the title because Leo discovered that someone has posted all of the Pimp Chronicles by Cat Williams in podcast forms. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. it's doubly hard to find. Audio. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to do some brand differentiation. Although in spirit, it will always be the pimp cross. In spirit, yeah. We were Great. thinking of lot in life that has the ring of like an old sitcom. Leo pointed out, maybe. Which one? Sorry? Lot in life. We were thinking, perhaps. Oh yeah, or... that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, you know, there's actually gonna be a Leo and John podcast, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's actually coming for once. We have the Discord. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right, guys. Yeah, baby. Okay, bye, guys. Yeah, bye. See ya. Bye.